Welcome to the Grow Bold with Disability podcast, brought to you by Ferros Care, a podcast dedicated to smashing stereotypes and talking about the things people with disability care about most, to help us live bolder, healthier, better connected lives. I'm journalist Pete Timms. And I'm Tristan Peters. I work for Disability Service Directory Clickability and am a wheelchair user living with spinal muscular atrophy. Today's episode of Grow Bold with Disability is Growing Bold and Employment. And our guests are Tracy Corbin Matchett, the CEO of Bus Stop Films, a pioneering not-for-profit organization that uses filmmaking and the film industry to raise the profile of people living with disabilities on both sides of the camera. And our second guest is Audrey O'Connor, a professional actress, a filmmaker, a spokeswoman for people with disabilities, and she has Down syndrome. In this episode, we'll discover how Bus Stop Films came about, what changes it made to the lives of people living with disability by helping them live their dreams in the entertainment industry. Tracy and Audrey, welcome to Grow Bowl with Disability. Welcome. Thank you. Tracy, let's start uh, with yourself. You have an amazing portfolio within the film industry. What got you interested in inclusive filmmaking? Um, well, I started working in the screen industry um, around 16 years ago and as a parent of two um, young people living with disability and living with disability myself, uh, working um, for the State Screen Agency in New South Wales, I met Genevieve Clay-Smith who co-founded Bus Stop Films and I was just so impressed um, by what they did and how they supported people with disability in to uh, work in the screen industry and also make films by and about. And so it was a real honour to start working with the organisation two years ago. Um, it's sort of my perfect dream job of social justice and creativity in one. <laughs> I love it. And Audrey, what about you? How did how did your passion for TV and film start? Well, uh, my experience of that was what came when, when I was about 15 and I started my first short film and that took me around the world. And that at that stage of my life, um, I was being bullied at school and uh, I had I had to go to Queensland for three weeks to film, and it made made me feel extraordinary. That's how I that's how I knew I wanted to stay in film. Amazing! Can you tell us a little bit about that short film that you made? Uh, yes, uh, it's called um, Yoke. It's a fifteen minute short film. And I played the lead, and um, yeah, it was actually a lot of fun, and actually, pretty much got me out of school, which which is kind of really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, Audrey, whose idea was it to audition for the film? Was it you, Mum, and Dad? What was? How did you end up as the lead? Well, actually, it's kind of funny actually because one night I was having this dream that I, that, I, that I was actually on a film set and. I uh, started doing about it, and I don't think it will come true or not. And eventually, um, I can't remember if I told my mum or my dad, but I remember one day after school, um, my mum had the script for a short film, which was that film, Yank. And I was like, yes, I want to be in it because I want, I want my freedom from school. And I was really excited, so I'm glad I got the lead. So. <laughs> As are we, as are we. So in terms of, you know, that put you on an amazing journey and you've now sort of making films with Bus Stop Films. Tracy, how did Bus Stop Films actually come about? 
So Bus Stop Films was started in 2009 by Genevieve Clay Smith and Eleanor Winkler. And it came about um, from Genevieve winning Tropfest with an amazing film, Be My Brother, which Genevieve made inclusively with uh, young adults living with disability and Gerard O'Dwyer, who was the lead actor, won Best Actor as well. And from that amazing short film and that Tropfest winning moment, the genesis of Bus Stop Films came about in terms of developing a film studies program for adults with intellectual disability to offer film school education as well as make amazing films by and about people with disability and in that time Genevieve has grown the organization to the wonderful organization that we are today and we now operate our accessible film studies program in Sydney, Canberra, Wollongong and Western Sydney. We even have an outreach program in Mongolia and wow. we are continuing to make amazing films with awesome actors and talent like Audrey and make films which screen all around the world on um, screening in Qantas in Flight Entertainment, that type of thing, and on, on TV that really change people's minds and change the lives of those making them. Wow. Audrey, how did you find out or hear about Bus Stop Films? Well, I actually um, heard it from... Um, one of my friends from my drama group and so I heard about it from them and so I asked my mum if I could find out more and I started the following week and I've been there going um, every week since and I was, that was about 10 years ago. Wow. Awesome. Amazing. And this concept, Tracy, has obviously been so well received within the industry. You said, uh, you know, overseas and Qantas, and it's it's obviously making massive strides and making a big difference. Oh, absolutely. It's changing the way that filmmaking is seen and looking at things like authentic casting and real and purposeful meaningful and meaningful engagement of people with disability is in all part of the process, not just bringing them in as an, an endpoint, but allowing people with disability like Audrey to share their stories and develop their stories into full productions. Earlier this year, we shot a short film that Audrey, based on a story that Audrey wrote in, in high school, and we worked with Animal Logic. So they're, you know, internationally award acclaimed um, production company that do animation so it's peter rabbit lego movie and they came on board we work with um endemol shine we work with big companies we work with little companies and we work with amazing talent on both sides of the camera and industry professionals that work with our students and on our productions say it's just a really rewarding opportunity to do the thing they love which is filmmaking but do it in a way that can change lives and minds definitely it's really exciting and Tracy, it's also giving these people with disability work as well. Like this podcast is about the employment side of it because, you know, 53% of people living with disability uh, who are labour force age aren't getting jobs. It is. that that's, that's a true and very sad statistic. And I think that is reflecting that people sometimes have low expectations of people with disability. And perhaps that's why that furthers their unemployment and underemployment. And part of our remit in terms of what we support people with disability to do is to look at those employment pathways in the screen industry and the skills that they learn through our program are transformational skills that they can take and apply to other areas of their life, including getting a job. And whether that's in the screen industry or in retail or hospitality, it's around mm -hmm. skills building in turning up on time, taking direction, working as part of a team. 
And we're seeing that change through our, our program as well. And we know that, I'm sure all of us know that having a job is more than just about having a job. It's about feeling good about yourself and contributing to society and being part of the society and, and active in a community the way everyone else is. And people with disabilities shouldn't be inhibited from having that experience. Absolutely. And one of the great things about films is it completely normalises disability. Audrey, why do you think that's important that films can help normalise disability? Well, I well, I think it's important to show to show diversity in film and re- represent all people. And I remember when I was at school, I felt that I was invisible mm. because I was completely ignored. And when people with disability, with a disability, are not are not included, and in film, film and TV, we remand to be seen. We need to be seen and heard. Yeah, well absolutely. Said. Now, now also, were you? Was there any stage when you're starting out in the film industry, Audrey, when people said, "Look, no, sorry." we can't help you, you know, you've got Down syndrome, you can't be part of this industry. Did they ever tell you that and how did it make you feel? Well, actually, no. I never been told that I that I right. can't take part as an, an actress, but there are no scripts for people with Down syndrome mm. and most other disabilities. We are simply left out of the picture However, Bus Stop Films has changed that for me and the others and created many opportunities. For sure. And Tracy, what should employers know about working with people with disabilities? What What is the message that you'd like to, to tell other employers? I'd say get to know people with disability, give it a go, um, work in a bespoke way. There's great principles around being inclusive in the workplace, but when we approach working with people with disability, we like to tailor it to the individual situation, their needs, their um, likes, their dislikes, their skills, and look out for the opportunities in your workplace for jobs that could be done by someone with living with a disability. And it's not about dumbing down jobs. It's about reframing how you approach employment opportunities. And, you know, go to the government websites, job access, look around what the supports are there for you as an employer. There could be financial incentives. There could be training. We've just launched a training program this week called Inclusion in Action, which is aimed at the screen industry, about supporting production companies, filmmakers, around being more confident around working or collaborating with a person with disability with the primary focus to open up employment pathways for people with disability in the screen industry on both sides of the camera. Like Audrey just said, she is an amazing actress and her skills are amazing, but what is missing is those opportunities for people with disability written into stories or on a production. And there is no reason why any workplace, whether it's a film set or a coffee shop or a shop or an office, couldn't look around and see what opportunities they have and what roles could be um, given to a person with disability. Not out of pity, but out of skills building and capacity. Mm. Aim high. Aim high. It's the low expectations that people have around disability. 
And if we look around the statistics around your bottom line, diversity and inclusion grows your profits. Diversity and inclusion brings innovation and it also brings a really wealth of people. Every single person with disability is connected to around 2.6 more people. So if you look at how you market your products or you market your workplace, you've got a greater network of people to market to if you include people with disability in that mix. It's the biggest subgroup of people in the world and it's the only group that any one of us can come into at any point in our lives. We may never change our cultural identity per se, but we may acquire a disability at some time in our life mm. or have a temporary disability. So it's something that, you know, we can all be part of and all be connected to at any time in our life. It's a really huge thing when you think of the footprint of the disability community. So for employers, give it a go. Say yes <laughs> and then work out the details later, you know. <laughs> Let's be, be proactive. Yes. <laughs> well said, well said. Now, Audrey, we spoke to a disabled gentleman uh, a couple of episodes back on our podcast, and he mentioned that when he was growing up, he wished he had more role models who had disability when he was growing up. Who are some of your role models that you've had growing up? Well, actually, um, well, sometimes I can feel like that I was self-taught a little bit, actually. Mm-hmm. Because I actually learned to be a leader from my youth of being a girl guide. And I actually learned my confidence from my family, like my mum and dad and my siblings. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of helped me of how to be brave and strong. And uh, also my other my other lead, uh, my role model is also Genesis Clay Smith, which is also a role model for me because I wanted to be a filmmaker like her. Oh, and wow. I had some other inspiration. I had some other inspiration from, from from people who support me with my dreams. So, yeah. Amazing. And it's time to probably embarrass you a little bit, Audrey. Tracy, you, it's fair to say we'd call Audrey a role model, wouldn't we? Oh, dead set. She's an amazing role model. <laughs> I want to be like Audrey when I grow up. She is uh, an amazing actress. She's super smart. <laughs> She's a great dancer too, and she writes amazing films. So, yeah, what's not to love? Yeah, she is a great role model. Actually, Audrey, what is some, you, you are a role model. We love you. What are some of your dreams for the future? What's sort of coming up for you in the entertainment industry? Well, actually, I do have a bit of you, actually. Um, of course, I want to you know, continue um, learning with Bus Stop Films. Um, and so I want to continue with my um, my passion for theatre, um, like my theatre group, who I would like to I, I would like to learn more about acting, and I am I'm also I'm, I'm also in the process of creating my own story. It's called um, the Ordinary Girl, and I hope that it will come to one day to be on stage. Amazing. Phenomenal! Can you can you give us a, a, a short summary of what one what the the story is about? Um, so basically, well, um, the ordinary girl is about my life experience of being bullied at school, and some of them are based on some true events, but some things I just make believe as well because you know because ordinary girl it's kind of like that we should be seen. And we should have a voice, 
but also more about inclusion because I went to a mainstream uh, in both schools and so I was around people who were a lot different to me who didn't have a disability. So basically I want to show how people can actually ex- sort of accept of who you can sort of accept of who you are as a person. Amazing story. That can't wait for that one. Tracy, just uh, finally back on the employment side of things. Do you think there's enough incentives for employers out there to employ people with disabilities? Does the government need to be doing a little bit more? I think in this current climate, yes, because as we all know, we're in a recession and there's severe impact from the pandemic on um, the economy and employment. And in terms of the vulnerability of people, particularly people with intellectual disability, we don't want to see when people are scrambling to find jobs that people with disability are left behind. Mm. So I think in, definitely in responding to the current climate, the government needs to be taking a closer look about how employment supports and pathways to employment are opened up or catered to the needs of people with, with disability, for sure. There are some great resources out there. Job access is a great place to start to get information. But in terms of responding um, particularly to the environment that we're, we're living and working in now, mm. uh, the, need, the rights and needs of people with disability in terms of getting a job and keeping a job and being employed as opposed to underemployment or no employment are really going to be critical for how the how we move forward and how people with disability um, are supported through particularly the, the global pandemic and how it's impacting us today. Mm, definitely. Perfect. Uh, so Tracy Audrey, as you know, our podcast is called Grow Bold with Disability and we always like to ask our guests, what does growing bold mean to you? So we'll start with you first. Audrey, what does growing bold mean to you? Um, well, I think there's everything in the title, but also it also means being extraordinary and show what we can do and just, in, yeah, just to show people that we um, – just because we look young, it doesn't mean that we're not our age. And also feel like, um, yeah, that we need to be extraordinary and not be ordinary because, you know, being ordinary is, is um, yeah. Fantastic. Perfect. I think we can all strive to be a little bit more extraordinary for sure. Um, and Tracy, what does growing bold mean to you? Growing bold, well, you know, it's my birthday in two days, so I'm going to grow a bit old and bold this week. But for me, um, as I as I get closer to 50 than I am to 40 after this weekend, I think for me to growing boldly is just about looking out for what you love and doing it with passion and joy. I'm very grateful to be the CEO of Bus Stop Films. To me, it is a dream job. And I would like to grow bold in doing more great things with Bus Stop Films over the next few years and taking our amazing programs all over the world. I want world domination. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold back, you two. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? <laughs> we won't hold back. No, 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 I love it. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us today here on Grow Bowl with Disability, brought to you by Ferros Care. And listeners can find out much more about Tracy. Bus Stop Films, and of course, Audrey in the links provided in today's episode show notes. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you very much. This podcast is brought to you by Ferros Care, an NDIS partner delivering local area coordination services in Queensland, South Australia, 
and the Australian Capital Territory. Feros Care is a people care organisation committed to helping people live bolder lives. We call it Growing Bold. And for over 30 years, Ferris has been making it real for both older Australians and those living with disability. To find out more, head to ferroscare.com.au.